at 4-2, the Dallas Cowboys are expected to be buyers at the trade deadline, which is approaching pretty quickly. So tonight, we'll get into some potential options that the Cowboys could have in this market. Let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me as you join the stream. Every thumbs up. Puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And I appreciate you being here on a Wednesday night. There is some Major League Baseball going on tonight. Other than that, man, Cowboys fans taking it easy this week after a big time win. And, you know, heading into a bye week. So this weekend, we'll get to stretch back, relax a little bit, and watch the rest of the NFL go into chaos mode. I've got a feeling that Cowboys fans know who they will be rooting for when it's time for Sunday night football and the Miami Dolphins square off against the Philadelphia Eagles. But in the meantime, I think we're a little bit ready to talk about the potential trade deadline. And some people might want to wait until next week for that sort of conversations. But I think it's I think it's time. I think we can get a little bit ahead of the curve here and we can work with some rules and we'll get to that in a little bit but before we do that let me know in the chat what position would you like to see the Cowboys upgrade in during the trade deadline or before the trade deadline I should say let me know in the chat if you would go for I don't know I'm gonna make stuff up to not give away some of the maybe easy answers but I'm gonna be like Hey, would you go for a puncher? Would you go for a kicker? But all kidding aside, what position would you like to see an upgrade in? While you let me know in the chat your answers, I'm going to give you Jordan Schultz, NFL insider, saying that the Cowboys are expected to be, you know, buyers to the trade deadline. Yeah, I think Dallas is going to be aggressive because they're four and two. It's amazing what three and three and four and two, how different they feel. And uh, four and two, it feels like, okay, we, we can go get someone. I, I still think they need a little bit more secondary help. Um, we talked about Bland playing well. I think they would like to get another corner. Um, I would be interested to see, uh, buyers-wise, who else steps up. There you go. That's from the Maggie and Perloff show. Uh, they had Jordan Scholes talking about the NFL trade deadline on their show, and he mentioned the Cowboys, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it makes sense just from a logic perspective. You are 4-2. and two. You can get better. You had that reality check game versus the 49ers that let you know you're good, but maybe you're not good enough. And I know everything can happen in the NFL. The Niners themselves lost to the Cleveland Browns. The P.J. Walker-led Cleveland Browns. But still, both losses were a little bit different. One thing is to get, you know, a 42-10 to bit down. And the other is to play an ugly game where you had the game-winning field goal set up and the kicker missed it, all of that. However, I do agree that the Cowboys are going to be buyers and we're going to get into three positions that I believe they could be buyers in. 
But let me see some of your comments here before we do that. Uh, David Cowboy, who was ahead of the curve and actually dropped this comment before I made the question, he says linebacker, cornerback, or, and this one is an interesting one, power running back like James Conner. Toxic Tufts' owner. Oh, come on, Toxic. You know what you're doing. Gregory is his linebacker. Andrew Jackson says, need a solid cornerback and linebacker. Michael Gallup can sit down somewhere and Tolbert can start. Uh, linebacker for Guru. Mr. 2306 is going with cornerback. 681 boy is going with, wouldn't be mad at a cornerback or a running back. Marcus wants Derrick Henry on the team. Troy also is thinking about adding the king to the Cowboys' backfield. Listen, what I want to do tonight, what I want to do tonight is run through three positions that I believe the Cowboys could seek some help in. But I want to do it more than anything else centering around the Cowboys' room and why they would need help and then provide one target per, one, per each of these positions. Because if we make it about the players themselves, we might waste a lot of time bringing up names that are not going to be traded or the Cowboys are not going to target them. So I would much rather have like a Cowboys focus, if that makes sense, and then add a player that would make sense from the outside. So I'm going to lay some rules, though, here. We're not going to talk about Derrick Henry. We're not going to talk about, spoiler alert, Jerry Judy. We're not going to talk about some of these big, big names that maybe the Cowboys are not going to spend the draft capital in. Remember, Dallas has been pretty quiet at, at the deadline for the most part. Before 2019, or actually like before Jonathan Hankins last year, the last in-season trade that they had pulled off was in 2019, and it was like a minor trade. And then before that, obviously, the blockbuster one was Amari Cooper. In 2018, they gave up a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper. But that was a little bit different, I believe, from what we're getting this year. The Cowboys desperately needed somebody to catch the football for Dak Prescott in 18, and Cooper was the guy. How cool was that run, by the way, when he just got to Dallas and then he got those huge games versus the Eagles? That was a fun season. Let's, let's, let's be honest. It was a fun year to be a Cowboys fan. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it, having said that. And, and the, the trade options that I'm going to put out in the chat or on the show, actually, are going to be more realistic names. You know, cheap players compensation-wise that could have some upside for the Dallas Cowboys. Because I do believe that if they are buyers, it's going to be that sort of a trade for the Cowboys. So here we go. Let's get to the number one position, and not in order, just like uh, not in order of likelihood or anything like that. I just want to start with offense. I want to start with offense because I'll say this. You could always use more offensive line, but I don't think that the Cowboys are the sort of team that would bring somebody else in October for offensive line purposes unless it's an urgent situation. I think that, and you guys are going to know this quote very well, I think that they like their guys, and I think that's particularly true for the offensive line. So I would have a rough time believing that the Cowboys would give somebody, let's say, Michael Unwenu from the New England Patriots, 
who has some guard and tackle versatility. I don't think that the Cowboys would play him over some of the guys that they already have, if if that makes sense. So I'm not going to mention offensive line. I'm not going to go to running back either. And running back is an interesting one because I see what you guys are saying. You know, I understand why we would like Henry in here. I understand why we would like some others of these running backs. But I don't see the Cowboys just giving up trade comp- uh, draft compensations for running backs. And I'm fine with it, honestly. I know that we have some complaints about the running game. I don't think that you are lacking talent at running back, though. I think it's more about the scheme and some of the things that have been wrong during the first six weeks. So I'm not going to go running back either. I'm going to go with wide receiver, actually. And a quick look at the run at the current room might explain why. You've got Lamb, Gallup, and Cooks as your starting three. And boy, have we talked about Michael Gallup as of late and in the negative sense. 10 targets, three catches versus the LA Chargers has struggled to gain separation, has struggled, honestly, even to winning contested catches, has struggled to make plays and to make life easy on Dak Prescott. There have been many moments that he's been in a position to make a play whether that is running a slant in which he is covered and fighting for the ball, whether that is dropping a football in the end zone, just in multiple ways overall, Gallup has been a little bit of a disappointment this year. And that's, you know, considering that he was coming from an injury or or an injured season. Like our hope was for 2022 to be, to have been a weird year where he was dealing with the knee rehab and everything, and maybe in 2023 he would put everything together, does not seem to be the case six weeks into the season. And I don't know that we've seen anything to make us believe that that's going to change. Because right now it's not about the injury anymore. Michael Gallup is just not on the same page as Dak Prescott, and he might catch fire later in the year, but that feels more like speculation than actual forecasting i have not seen anything that makes me believe oh Gallup is gonna break out pretty soon here as opposed to even brandon cooks now cooks has been a veteran presence for a long time you know that he might be developing some chemistry with Dak. he had a 4 for 4 game versus the chargers he's had some moments even in the games where he has not been as targeted you've seen him gain separation you've seen him get close to some big gainers So I have more hope in that sense for Brandon Cooks than I do for Gallup 2023-wise. Now, there's Jalen Tolbert, who we believe could get more action in the future, but we have yet to see any of that. Say that the Cowboys want to turn the page on the Michael Gallup project, and maybe they say, you know what? We're going to bump Tolbert up a spot. He's going to be the starter, and then Gallup's going to be number four. There's a Cavante Turpin hype. And listen, I'm going to eat my crow regarding Kevontae Turpin in the sense that at one point in the offseason, I had doubts that he would make the roster. I really did. Uh, I wasn't sure about the whole, let's get him involved on offense more. I wasn't sure about it. I wasn't high on it. Uh, But the Cowboys have clearly wanted to try it still. And we saw that big play that he made versus the 49ers. Maybe one of the very few bright spots of the game was that catch with him and Dak Prescott. However, 
One thing that I won't eat crow in is the fact that the guy has barely played. 13.2% offensive snap count for Kevontae Turpin. That is extremely low for a guy that was supposed to be more involved on offense. Here's how low that percentage is, and I'm going to represent it telling you or naming the guys that have fewer snap counts or fewer, yeah, a, a lower snap count on the team, excluding the guys that have not played, obviously. The only guys that have played less than Turpin are Deuce Vaughn, Sean McKeon, Cooper Rush, Asim Richards, and Jalen Brooks. Those are the guys who have played less than Kevontae Turpin. So is he the guy that you would look towards if you were trying to upgrade the wide receiver room? I'll say no. So with all that being said, I would love the Cowboys to target a wide receiver. Here's my bid or here's my player that I'm going to put on the map. Again, I'm not going to go with Jerry Judy because I do believe the Broncos are sellers. And I do believe that Judy could be on the move in the NFL. But I'm also pretty aware that at best, you're going to have to pay a second rounder for him. Chances are... Denver is going to stick with him unless they get a first because they've done that over the last few years. But another inexpensive player on their same roster is Kurtland Sutton. Now, Sutton has been in a little bit of a down year, but then again, the Broncos are a mess right now where you've got the play caller blaming the quarterback. You've got the quarterback not doing a whole lot to prove him otherwise. So I'm going to go with Kurtland Sutton. He's got 21 catches for 20, 229 yards in six weeks, uh, three touchdowns for him, two years in his deal, no guaranteed money. Cortland Sutton is somebody that I would look at if I were the Cowboys. And maybe he's not that big name playmaker that is going to get Cowboys Nation super excited, but I believe he might be a good possession receiver for the offense that at least should be able to gain some separation. I would like Sutton on the team. We've got some mixed feelings here on the chat right now, though. Jaime says, boo, no Sutton. He's bored by, by Cortland Sutton. 681 boy, though, says Sutton is what we want Michael Gallup to be. And that kind of seems like an accurate comment, in my opinion. Guru says, Judy is always hurt, and I'm not going to give up a premium pick for a Jack. Sutton is not enough of a separation guy. David Cowboy says, if we want any chance of beating the 49ers, they're got to make some moves. Just don't overpay. I would like Sutton. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, because financially, it wouldn't be that big of a commitment. Again, no guaranteed money left on his deal. And... You're probably talking about a fifth-round pick, something like that. By the way, one, one rule of thumb when talking about NFL trades, compensation is almost always lower than what you think. So I'm going to go with like a fifth-round draft pick for him. And yes, he's not the refined round, route runner or he's not the refined speedster. But I would call Sutton a better receiver than Michael Gallup right now, no doubt. Uh, Andrew says Sutton is just a bigger Gallup. He doesn't separate. I'll say he's a little bit more consistent than Gallup. And I'll say he does separate a little bit better than Gallup. 
And that could be what you're looking for. He's not a massive upgrade, but I'm going to say that he is better than Gallup in that sense. David, David says, I know Dez is out here still running routes. Can we get him? Oh, David. I love the laughing emojis, though. I love the laughing emojis. I'll do you one better. Can we have him play tight end? Do you remember that narrative? How crazy was that storyline when Cowboys fans wanted Des Bryant to come back and play tight end? Just goes to show. Just goes to show how, how in love we get with some of these players. Anyways, wide receiver, though, there might be other options out there. Uh, the Cowboys could benefit 100% from adding a wideout. Shout out to Tyler Browning, who actually suggested Sutton on a piece for ADCSports.com not that long ago. And within that post, he actually mentioned the possibility of, say that the Cowboys pulled the trigger on one of these moves. Say that, say that uh, he pulls the trigger on uh, the Cowboys do. And... Maybe you get Gallup in the trade block. Like maybe you could move Gallup and maybe for a cheaper price, but maybe you are even in that sense. Maurice Jackson is going after somebody in the chat, I believe, because he says, uh, stop it. You were just saying crazy stuff to be heard. Dak doesn't call the plays and you know that. I don't know who Maurice is is uh, going off against, but somebody might be on the Facebook chat saying that that calls the plays. And yeah, that would be insane to think. So whoever said that, be better. I do, I'm going to side with Maurice on that one. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the next position that I would like the Cowboys see at somebody in. And that's going to be one the one that actually Jordan Schultz mentioned and then a lot of other people mentioned earlier in the show, I'm going to go with cornerback. There are two expressions that you hear very often in the NFL, and that is you cannot have enough defensive ends. The Cowboys are close, though. So the Cowboys are good at defensive end, honestly. And the other thing that you're starting to hear, especially as of late, you cannot have enough cornerbacks either. And that is the case for a Cowboys team that actually lost their top guy in Trayvon Diggs and are now working with the starting trio of Gilmer and De'Ron Bland on the outside, Jordan Lewis at nickel. And then after that, they've got, and not in any order necessarily, but you've got Eric Scott Jr., who has been a healthy scratch all season long. And that's okay. Six-round draft pick. He was always going to be a dev developmental player. So I'm not hating on the pick or anything like that, but it is what it is. He's been a healthy scratch all year long. Have a hard time believing that he's going to step up if there's an injury. He's going to take some time. Noah Igvinajin, who was inactive as well last weekend, or, well, on Monday, not weekend, but you know what I mean. And you've got... Nashawn Wright, who is the wild card in this conversation, because Wright did have a very productive training camp, suffered an injury, and pretty much lost his spot because of it, went to IR. I mean, he actually didn't lose his spot when you think about it, because he made the roster, 
immediately was designated to IR, and now he's back. So Wright could be the one that, hey, Cowboys front office might go, you know what? We like Wright better than we like some of these players that are available. But I would absolutely target a cornerback because I do believe right now they're good. The Cowboys have a good set of starting cornerbacks. But the moment one of those guys goes down, I think you could hit the panic button a little bit. And we kind of went through that in 2022 when the Cowboys were dealing with injuries late in the year and you had these wild carousel of backup cornerbacks and everyone was struggling when that was going on. So I think somebody out there could really help the Cowboys defense late in the year. And here goes my pick. A lot of people will say Jalen Johnson from the Chicago Bears, who are obviously going to be sellers at the deadline. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to pull off the trigger on such a move. Toxic Tom says, I would give up two firsts for Patrick Sortain in a heartbeat. I believe Denver is going to be a seller. I believe Sertain is in the table for those teams who are interested. I do not see the Cowboys tossing those numbers or tossing that compensation in a trade. Would I love it? Absolutely. Give me Sertain and Diggs for the future. I'm all for it. Do I believe it is a realistic possibility? No. I really don't. So instead, I'm going to go with the classic Low-risk, high-reward bet for the Cowboys. And I am thinking about Christian Fulton for the Tennessee Titans, who is actually, and you're going to hate this as soon as I say it, but he is struggling this year. So much that Titans head coach Mike Rabel was actually complaining a little bit about him on a recent press conference. But the guy is talented. He really is. He's on a contract year. Might cost you a fifth rounder, and the guy is starting for the Tennessee Titans, so he might be a good depth piece. I'm not saying that you want this guy on the field, but if you do need him at some point, I would much rather trust Fulton, who has the athleticism, uh, who has a 61st percentile height. He's six foot uh, tall, a light cornerback, more or less, but he is pretty athletic. He's pretty fast. I believe Dan Quinn could make him work in Dallas. Uh, I would much rather have Fulton in there than I would Wright, especially since Wright has really not played a whole lot as of late. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Kristen Fulton. And he, here's the best part, fifth, sixth round draft pick is more or less what he would cost you in this scenario because he does not have any guaranteed money, if I'm not mistaken. He's on a contract year, actually. So, Kristen Fulton, Tennessee Titans guy, and the Titans are done. I don't know about the record. I, I don't really know what the record means for them mathematically, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say they're done. Like, that offense is not it. Ryan Tannehill is hurt. They are pretty much deciding whether they are playing Malik Willis or Will Levis. I think they're done, honestly. So, he could go with a very steep discount. Now, would I much rather have Jalen Johnson? Would I much rather have Patrick Sertain? Yes. But I don't, I don't see the Cowboys, as Toxic is saying right now in the chat, pushing the chips on the board. I just don't see that. Now, it would make a lot of sense. It really would. I don't see Dallas doing it. 
One guy that I'm intrigued by too is Kyrie Lamb from the Buffalo Bills. That guy has not won the starting job in Buffalo, the Florida Gator cornerback. And I wonder if the Cowboys would like, the Bills would need to upgrade at a cornerback in order for Kyrie Lamb to be available because otherwise they would not have cornerbacks. But if they do get a cornerback and they don't trade away Kyrie Lamb in that trade, could the Cowboys maybe send a flyer for him and have someone to develop as well for the future? And I say this because Stephon Gilmore is probably not in Dallas for the long run. Probably not in Dallas for the long run. So something to keep in mind, if you will. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat before we get into the final position. And in my opinion, perhaps the best trade that the Cowboys could make at the deadline. Here we go. Uh, BF says, so would you trade Fulton and Henry for a second round pick from the Titans? Says BF. Uh, from what I understand here, BF is means uh, like a second round pick from the Cowboys in exchange for Fulton and Henry. Maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't do that one. And that's not because I don't like Henry. That's just because I don't know if I want to give up my second round draft pick essentially for a running back. Because I think that a Fulton would move the needle very little in, in that trade. Uh, Fulton would be just like the cherry on top, if that makes sense. And I think that a second might be too much for Derrick Henry. And Henry is a beast. I enjoy watching him play. I think he's one of the most fun players in the NFL. I am pretty surprised that the guy is still Derrick Henry. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to go with the eye test for that one. And I'm pretty big on analytics. Uh, but I don't like looking at the running back numbers for Henry because he's been on a putrid offense for years now. And when you watch the games, you still see Henry doing Henry things. So he's pretty insane. Uh, but I just don't think that the value is there analytically wise and, you know, trade wise. Wouldn't do that trade. Wouldn't do that one. AJ Torres says, we're hurting bad, man. Uh, Gregory says, I want to save our draft picks for the offensive line. Guru says, I'm not giving two first rounders for a cornerback. We're not hurting that bad for a cornerback. We have our lead high paid uh, corner in Deeks next year. That could be fair. Uh, two firsts for certain might be too much. That's a good, that's a good, uh, This is a weird heel to die on, Brian. I'm going to say that. Weird heel to die on. Saying Brian has almost more picks than touchdowns. Dak is not the answer, and our coach needs to go. I Before, oh man, I, I don't even want to get into a Dak Prescott debate tonight. But I'm going to say this, man. When you talk about touchdowns and you talk about interceptions, let me tell you, career-wise, what that represents for the amount of passes that Dak Prescott has thrown. Touchdown percentage for his career, 5. Interception percentage for his career, 2%. That means not only that that argument wouldn't hold up in court, but that means that your evaluation of Dak Prescott hinges in 7% of his, what are they, 3,473 pass attempts. That's what that means if, if the argument is based around touchdowns and interceptions. 
7%. Screw the other 93% of the plays. We're going by 7% to evaluate who Dak Prescott is as a quarterback. That's all I'm going to say because I really don't want to get into a Dak Prescott debate tonight. <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Moving on for the trades. Last position that I would like to see the Cowboys address, and in my opinion, perhaps the best trade that they could pull off, realistic trade, is at linebacker. And listen, the situation is no bueno at backer. You get Damon Clark, you get Malik Jefferson. That's it on the 53-man roster as of today. Sure, they've signed Rashawn Evans, who is on the practice squad, which is why he is penciled in the notes instead of on the official spreadsheet roster that we have. Uh, <laughs> but man, I like Marquise Bell, and he's obviously helping out. He's listed with the safeties, but you need to consider Marquise Bell in here. Man, I'm not a fan of this room. I'm excited about what Marquise Bell showed. That's why we were praising him last night on the show. All of Cowboys Nation should be in love with the game that he put on against the Chargers. Long-term wise, though, I want more options. I just do. There's one thing that we do know about Malik Jefferson, and it is this. Cowboys do not want to play him on defense. They just don't. That's not what they want to do. Jefferson is being elevated so he can play special teams, but he's got six snaps on defense, and all of those came versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'll let you guess in which part of that game Jefferson took the field. And I think that David makes a good point here, saying Bell didn't work against the 49ers. Yeah, I think that you're going to have to have different answers when teams run out there in 21 personnel, 12 personnel, 22 personnel. When you start getting those looks, maybe you're not going to want Marquise Bell on the field. And if you do, that will speak volumes about who he is as a player. But I just think that a linebacker would make a whole lot of sense, and I'm going to go with Jordan Hicks from the Minnesota Vikings. I think that although Minnesota could play itself into the season once again in the next two weeks, chances are they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. They have said that they're not moving on from Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has said that he is not waiving. He's no trade clause. So maybe no movement at quarterback for the Vikings. But elsewhere, Daniel Hunter could be on the move. Jordan Hicks could be on the move. And I think that Hicks could cost you about a fifth-round pick and you would get the sixth best linebacker per PFF grades. And again, PFF grades, controversial. But at least, you know, the guy's playing decent football. And right now, a decent linebacker sounds pretty good for the Cowboys, if we're being real. Plus, one area that the numbers suggest he is going to do fine is tackling-wise. He's actually been pretty decent versus the run. Not a lot of missed tackles. From Jordan Hicks. So I would love Jordan Hicks. Now keep in mind, he's played in several spots now. So he he's one of those veterans that could pick up what the Cowboys are trying to do pretty quickly, in my opinion. But give me Jordan Hicks. I'll be honest with you and I'll say I looked for other linebacker options, did not find a whole lot of stuff. Uh, so I think Hicks could be the move for the Cowboys. 
And out of the three trades that we discussed, if I had to put my money on the most likely trade, that would probably be it. That would probably be it. Um, I would like Hicks. Guru says, Jordan Hicks only if he's cut. Hunter is their second best player behind wide receiver Justin Jefferson. He is not going anywhere. Talking about Daniel Hunter there. He he might. <laughs> I think he might. Uh, not to the Cowboys. I'll say that. But I think Daniel Hunter could be on the move. I think the Vikings need to reset, honestly. Toxic Tom says, my Sam Williams bull take is he will have more rests than sacks this year. Sam Williams, uh, somebody actually had already mentioned him, I think. It was from Stevie Mack, who says, I think that they're too afraid to play Sam Williams at this point with all these penalties already happening. And Toxic had actually asked, where the F has Sam Williams been? Uh, a friend of mine who does a great job covering college football in Mexico asked me about Sam Williams, and I... He caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, yeah, where, where is Sam Williams? He's not played a whole lot. Has not played a whole lot. Uh, so I agree with Stevie Mack. They, they are not playing him a ton. And I have yet to fixate on him when watching Old 22. I wanted to do that versus the Vikings, versus the Chargers, excuse me. So I, I, I have a, been a little bit disappointed number-wise with Sam Williams, but I have not looked at what he looks like on the field tape-wise and film-wise. So hopefully I get you a better answer later in the week or next week. In the meantime, though, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, announcement. Tomorrow night, there will be no live show. Uh, I apologize for that. I'm going to be doing some family stuff. It is the bye week, and there's something with my family that I would like to attend. Uh, for those of you who are OGs of the show, you might remember more or less that it was an eventful summer for my family. And I'm going to be doing some related stuff to that. And hopefully I do get a video up. If not, I'm going to hit you with a quick hits question. And we'll be back on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central, to suffer simultaneously while we watch Dolphins versus Eagles. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony. Definitely not that. <laughs> Definitely not that. Uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow night. No, not the Man, I don't even listen to myself. I'll see you Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Hit the like button for me if you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you el domingo. Muchas gracias. Bye-bye.